Hey everyone, it's Mike Wang here from New York. I'm a co-founder of Bowtie. And I just want to say that I think having empathy and understanding for one another is going to be so important going forward. And it's really hard to have empathy for someone across the internet. So here's my suggestion. Just take a few seconds out of your day here and there and genuinely care about someone else's happiness other than your own. You know, that guy across the street, that lady across the street, and just think to yourself for a second, you know, I really hope that person has a happy life. And I think that'll make your life better and it'll make the lives of people around you better as well. Radio voice. And we're back. Oh wow, it's a good one, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we just recorded like a whole episode that doesn't exist due to technical difficulties, but that's okay because we're gonna make an even better discussion, make a better dis- have a better discussion. All right, well that's not a good start. <laughs> we're off to a great start. <laughs> uh, all right, let me introduce myself. So in case you're wondering who's rambling to start off the first 40 seconds of this podcast. Mm. What's up? It's your boy. You can call me Lucid. You can call me Azim. Or you can call me Azim if you're one of these non-Daisy folks. But right now I'm joined by my Daisy brother. So who do we have on the mic? This is Beejil. Uh Some people call me Boz, but it's pretty much Beejil or Sweet Beejus. Um yeah, so Azim and I have known each other since uh, around middle school through the Pakistani Muslim community in the greater Boston area. And uh, I, we, we both uh, really like music and we're not really your typical Desi guy in that community. So you can we kind of, that. yeah, we, we've bonded hard. So, so yeah, um, I am a bit of a musician. I, studied music in college music business and uh i've been in a couple bands i played or sorry i was in a really competitive acapella group in college i was their beatboxer and we got to do some cool stuff um now i am a business development representative at a startup that makes really cool natural language processing artificial intelligence wow that's dope yeah, dude, it's actually like wicked cool. Yeah, that's really really cool. I didn't even know that you that 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 you did that. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised, man. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Um, no, that's <laughs> probably my bad. <laughs> um, yeah, man, we've known each other for a while. Also, I just want to point out again that another nickname for Beejil here is Sweet Beaches. That's what you're saying. Oh, that's true. That's true. I forgot to mention Sweet Beaches. No, you did mention it. You did mention oh. it. I just wanted to highlight it again, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, bro. <laughs> Shout out to Sweet Beaches. Um, how's it been? 
I remember, I just randomly remembered this actually while you were talking. Mm. Well, so, so we knew each other in Sunday school. Yeah. Uh, and I just remembered now randomly that I forget which teacher slash which auntie it was, but one of them got really mad at me one time saying that music itself was like blasphemous. <laughs> oh, it could have been auntie, dude, if I had to guess. We're going to edit that out. So <laughs> bleep it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Uh she scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I'll tell you that much. I don't I don't know for sure that it was her, but um I could I could see it being her. <laughs> yeah, wow, interesting. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it was. I don't know. I think it was such a traumatizing experience that I tr- blocked the specifics from my mind. <laughs> Dude, I remember hearing that and being like, "Well, she's wrong." <laughs> Cuz like my uh my grandpa is all like he's a super musician and he's always been playing and also like, you know, my mom's really religious and like she wouldn't be cool with that if it was like not cool. You know what I mean? Like we weren't even allowed to have like non-halal meat in our fridge and stuff with on me she, she'd get upset about that right yeah yeah I, I never understood the whole logic behind music somehow being a non-positive thing you know it's it's for a couple of reasons you know one of them is it's like a worldly pleasure where it, it can take away from like your focus to other things and another component is which i don't think means it would be haram by any means but like that that could like some people take those things too far mm, you know what got I mean? you, got you. The, the other the other i think really big i would assume the shift in the narrative happened when sufism became really big you know what i mean with, with the whole sufi tradition and and uh like it 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 became such a religious thing and and it was for for those artists and it was also becoming really mainstream and recognized by the west and and so i think that my assumption is that's when the shift in the narrative happened because i mean if you if you look at the cultural areas that islam is like from and popular and like they have music traditions that date back way way further than islam absolutely you know know, i'm going back to pakistan in december dude i haven't been in so long i'm jealous that's great yeah i haven't been in about I want to say five years, maybe, dude. I have six years. I'm I'm going on like fifteen years. Oh wow! wow. Yeah, it, it that's isn't that nuts, dude? What do you what do you associate your memories of Pakistan to? Out of curiosity, the house my dad grew up in, uh, my cousins. Which city? Um, you know, I couldn't tell you. I, <laughs> I know it's in Sindh, but it's not like one of the one of the big ones. I'd oh, have okay, to. Got you, got I'd you. have to get the actual name from him because I. He probably didn't even mention it when I was a kid. Gotcha. You know? Right, 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 right. Okay. So it's, it's not like you were like living in Islamabad and you're like, I couldn't no. tell you. No, I, I mean, I've, I've, been, <laughs> I've been to Islamabad and Lahore and Karachi and stuff as well. But that's not what I associate my fondest memories of Pakistan with. Got you. you know got I mean? you. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, my most almost all of my experiences in Pakistan have been Karachi. This time, actually, I am going to Islamabad for just like five five days i'm going for a wedding and, and one of the events is happening in islamabad oh nice the uh the in-laws family i suppose yeah exactly yeah so um that's yeah cool. i'm excited um you still there yeah can, can you hear me 
Yeah, you cut in and out for a little bit, but I think. Oh, sorry about that. I was just asking who's getting married. Oh, my cousin, my cousin, my good cousin. Um, he. A he, word. Yeah, he uh, he actually d- came to college. Uh, he went to Tufts, so he had he was oh, nice. around a little bit. <clears throat> um, I might have I might have met him on like Eid once. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Do you want to go back to Pakistan soon? Dude, I'd like to. I really would. Um, my cousin, my mom's niece, uh, was visiting this summer, and I she just got married, and I haven't seen her in like four or five years, and like we we just we connected on a lot of stuff. She's she's like a uh, big in radio in Pakistan, and so like we we talked a lot about music and like the industry and like people's vices and you know she 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 had a really interesting journey because um she's super dope but she like just didn't get married until really late and and like she got so much shit from so many different sources for that that like i got to the point where i was like you know what i don't care if you ever get married i think you're amazing and like if if that's not where you're at like i don't think that makes you any less of a like successful human, but but people in Pakistan don't necessarily see it that way. I mean, but, even people who are from Pakistan and in America, plenty of them from the older generation also don't oh, see it that way. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty much synonymous a lot yeah, of the time. Pretty much, pretty much. But but like, but I, anyway, I was saying like we we bonded hard. She just got married, so she was really happy and talk. We we bonded over like relationships and like what you need in a partner and like what's important and stuff like that. And so like like getting like connecting with someone who's living in Pakistan on like that really deep level made me really want to go back soon as well you know mm-hmm. what i mean not not like i haven't been feeding for it for the past like decade and a half but like that gave me like a little bit more of a sense of urgency if that makes sense yeah absolutely absolutely yeah yeah i'm excited for my trip there i mean it's definitely going to be a lot of my time is definitely going to be tied into wedding activities, but I'm excited to just get to experience the the hustle and bustle of it for a little bit. Yeah, the thing, you know what, you know what it is is like to go to Pakistan, you need to like dedicate like time. You know what I mean? Like you you can't just like go for a weekend, obviously. If you're going to go to Pakistan, you have to go for like a minimum of a week even if you go for a week it's going to be really weird because your body won't even adjust to the time and stuff you know oh yeah that's just going to be a very trippy experience for you yeah i'd say most people who go go for like two to like six weeks you know what i mean sometimes yeah Yeah, definitely And like i've i've never i think you know i've just been so nose to the grindstone on so many things that like i've never thought like ever since i was like an older kid like right after i last went is when i started high school and when i was in high school i was doing way too much shit you know what i mean i didn't have time to like go i guess or or maybe i did but like i don't know it just didn't work out and then when i was in college it just became like more of a money thing and also gigging with the nor'easters like when when i was uh when i was beatboxing for that acapella group that meant that they couldn't do shows if i wasn't there so like i I had to make sure I was local whenever we had gigs and we always had gigs over Christmas because obviously, you know, Christmas music is a big thing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh God. Probably. What a plot Carol- to this question, right? <laughs> Carol of the bells, dude. Mm, interesting. Definitely. 
Dude, that that song is a jam. The Trans-Siberian Orchestra remix of that song is a fucking banger. But like, even like the like, you know, super white OG version of that song is pretty, <laughs> pretty badass. I'm so excited for. It's really funny because like, I don't like. Obviously, both of us don't celebrate Christmas, but me personally, I love. I love. I uh, fucking love Christmas. Christmas. Are you kidding me? Christmas. Is great. <laughs> All the white people get so happy. It's it's like it warms your heart, man. It's <laughs> Plus, there was a time period growing up where Eid fell, you know, because obviously Eid is is, is a lunar uh, event. It's a nomad. It's always <laughs> it's always meandering amongst the solar calendar. Exactly, exactly. So when we were growing up, I mean, when we were younger, I remember there was a period where it lined up with Christmas, and it was just like the perfect time. Was like, oh my god, that that's too hype! I can't even imagine that right now. <laughs> It was really holiday season. <laughs> oh my goodness. But uh but yeah, yeah. Uh I I love Christmas. Christmas is great. Everything goes on sale, all the good video games come out, like you get time off work. Uh it's 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 a good time. I'm gonna send this to Fox News, like, see guys, we <laughs> we love no, Christmas. We don't do it, Christmas. Dude, dude, don't do it. They will they will edit this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like they'll somehow find the footage we lost where I made that joke, <laughs> like, dude. No, this is no good. This is no good. Oh my god. Oh man. Well, at least we're shattering some stereotypes for our listeners. <laughs> gotta do it, man. Speaking of shattering stereotypes, I'm pretty sure the Caminos are working on a new album right now. Mm, that right there just gave me one of the either the intro or outro song for this has to be a Kamina song. Oh hell yeah, dude! I'm really excited for that new Kamina's uh, album. Why don't you Why don't you give our listeners a background on who the Kaminas are? So the Kaminas are a Desi punk Thukwakor band from the Greater Boston area. Boston Osmani and Shah Jahan Khan are both from the same community that Ozm and I are from. And, you know, I, I've known them my whole lives, my whole life. <laughs> uh, Shah Jahan, actually, when when I was like a toddler, uh, we had Shah Jahan's family over for Eid. And Shah Jahan was like teasing me or giving me shit or something. And my sister like beat him up and like made him cry. Oh my and, God. Like, Yo, that might have like, been the start so of his artistic career right there. Dude, no, but that that makes me sad because like I look up to Shah Jahan in like a big way. He's an incredible guitarist and like but basically like they they're really punky. They're they're really political. Their first album, I remember, I bought it from his sister uh who was also in the Nor'easters with me in college, but um I bought it from her after like this interfaith event we did in high school. And I, I, at my high school, I spent like 10 bucks to get like a physical CD. It was called Wild Nights in Guantanamo Bay. Oh and like, such a dude, great, such a great, great title. Dude, and such a great album. Like, whether you give a fuck about Muslims or punk or anything, like, that is just a solid fucking piece of work. It really and is. like, and they, they were just a little older than us at that time, you know? They were probably like, maybe and just, like. And just for some added context, what does Kamina mean? Oh yeah, Kamina means bastard in Urdu and Hindi. <laughs> so 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 I mean, even before I ever heard their music, I remember hearing rumors amongst the uncles and aunties being like, Oh my god, Shahan calls his band the Kaminas. <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, they're so badass. <laughs> but 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 the thing is they are. Like they they're fucking incredible. Their live shows are 
insane. Their music is so good and they're really well spoken. There's a documentary, the the it's called The Thukwa Cores, and um it's based on the book and I forget the author's name off the top of my head, but um they they're featured in that documentary as well. And I actually watched that documentary as part of my education at Northeastern in one of my music history courses wow. on like like historical I think it was historical traditions of world music and and Thukwa Cores came up. And we watched it in class, and I was just like, holy shit, like, I'm literally, like, watching Bossom and Shaj in, in class right now. That's awesome. And that sounds like a really great class. Oh, my God, dude. I, I took some amazing classes in college. It makes me wish I was a bit of a better student, to be honest, now that I'm out of it. <laughs> I, I have that feeling sometimes, too. Uh, it is what it is. I mean, the thing is... Even even if I wasn't super studious, like I'd be lying if I said the things I learned there didn't like shape the way I perceive like music in the world. Yeah, yeah, music is like I don't know. Like I love I love that you were able to study world music. Oh yeah, absolutely. The um, so we had to take four historical traditions course as part of the music requirement. First one was historical traditions of classical music. So that was like Europe, all the famous composers. Then we had historical traditions of American music, mm. which was, you know, obviously, you know, American folk music up through like rock, jazz, everything, you know what I mean? Hip hop right. even. And then um, not, not a lot. We just touched on hip hop, but it was there. And then um, world music was the third one. We got to, it was so sick. It was so sick, dude. Like learning about like, music associated with revolutions and shit like oh, oh that's God. amazing that's awesome so sick dude that, that was an amazing course um and then the last one was an elective and the one that i took was historical traditions in hip-hop and Whoa. it was one of the dopest courses i ever took and it was my uh my junior year i believe and it was just oh my god so so tight so tight that's my dope. professor my professor emmett price he has a book um it's called like here let me google what it's called because it's really good um you could beatbox while you google <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing this again <laughs> they never got to hear it but it's okay it's lost to the oh universe. that's true that's true no, laszlo's asleep though um as the dog sleeps it's it's basically about yeah yeah the black church and hip-hop culture is the name of the book and it's it's by emmett price he is i don't know what his exact title is at his church um but he's a speaker an educator a writer um he's very involved with his church as well and he taught that course and it was just incredible man we we talked about like the origins of hip-hop through modern hip-hop issues we were constantly discussing like things that were happening like whether like at the time i think we were talking about like iggy azalea a lot and whether what she was doing is appropriation and like half like like i'd say there were there was like maybe like one black dude in my class one hispanic chick and then like a bunch of white hipsters and then oh, me boy. you know what i mean so so like the discussions got like a little crazy sometimes and it was pretty cool uh but his book is really good i have a copy i'll send it to you because oh, uh, i would love to read that you would, you would definitely love that book man nice would you say the name was again 
the black church and hip hop culture. Mm, that's super dope. By Emmett Price. I mean, hip hop culture is like a religion in itself. I feel like. Oh my God! Yes, absolutely. That's that's why I'm like my attention got peaked by when you mentioned the, that class. I was just like, music is such a like a spiritual experience that like transcends language and like transcends so many other barriers and that's why it was crazy to me when i was younger and like auntie bleep <laughs> said that uh, <laughs> dude said actually that music was was blasphemous when i was when i was taking ht world sorry historical traditions world music um i that was like around when i was like really connecting with the music that i was making on a deeper like artistic and creative level than i've ever felt so like when we were learning about sufism i i haven't i haven't studied sufism from a religious perspective Mm -hmm. but in an academic setting everything i was reading about what they believe and how they perceive like music as a channel to feel closer to god and closer to godliness and also like the edification element of like praising not necessarily through the lyrical content but through the art of creating like good music pristine music like conveyant music talking about the human condition evoking emotion like as like a way to like channel your spirit towards god and like in reading all of that i was like damn like i feel this like i believe this you know what i mean and so like I don't know, but I haven't like I don't know anything about Sufi like practices like as an actual practicing right, Sufi. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know if it's just a component of my faith or like where I really fall. But yeah. yeah. Well it's always interesting too. I mean, I feel like that's there's almost a parallel parallel there between how Islam interacts with other religions and also like how that interacts interacted with you, right? Because in the sense of like some there's certain things that like transcend like whether or not you consider yourself a sufi right like that thing was something that spoke to you and like it felt right to you in terms of how you experience your spirituality or your time as a mortal human amidst an immortal uh universe (laughs) Um, yeah you know my my whole life i i'm glad you said that because my whole life my interpretation of islam has been that you know when it comes to other beliefs, other ways of perceiving godliness, other ways of like understanding the world, like, yes, there are things that we as Muslims don't believe, but to gain value and respect other people's beliefs, if they're respecting you and if they're not like harming the world, you know what I mean? Things, things like that. Like I've, I've always, I mean, you and me both, we've always been drawing in inspiration from wherever we could find it. Absolutely. And I think there's a, uh, a sense to well a i guess what i was trying to say er- a, l- a little bit earlier was that like i feel like that's how other people i wish other people of, of of other religions would interact with islam more but it's like if you take a step back you can realize that there's so much of how like like okay yeah. like to stop reading the quran literally just the same way that like if you read the bible literally you would you would get certain negative things out of it and just look at how so many muslims practice and like the type of human beings like i like the be- some of the best human beings i ever met were in our community just because absolutely the nicest absolutely. people and just so moral just so moral and yeah like and not not like not like in a holier than thou way either like, yeah absolutely open and accepting and yeah. you know just yeah i just genuine you know it's 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 true you know what i mean that 
if if people engaged with Muslims more, then they would understand that the narrative is really skewed. But at the same time, like you can't you can't underestimate the power of narrative when it comes to racism and uh, like you know judging people on religious things and just like othering. When it comes to othering people, like that's 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 a huge thing that no one wants to admit is that like part of human nature, like the a huge component of human nature is the need at times to other people and distinguish yourself from them, not not just for a sake of identity, but to because like when the comparisons don't make sense, I don't I don't think it's good, but it's it's something that when you bring a huge like when you look at humanity as a whole, othering is not something we can really grow past. You yeah, know what I mean? It's been, it's been really difficult. And I mean, and again, it is on both sides, like to, to, to your point earlier. Uh, and that's why I feel like it is important to for me to have studied other religions and rested where I have with Islam, because following anything blindly, just because like that's the identity that you grew up with or whatever the case is, and then that you're using that to just draw lines bet- between yourself and other communities and other people is just like such a bad thing for you like it's not going to help you in the world that we live in because you're going to run into these people and it's not going to help yeah. the world as a whole either so so it's just really yeah uh, it's a shame it is it is um you know we're lucky you know uh, our, our generation is lucky um from from our community and from just like our position in that we grew up here completely immersed and so we are a part of this culture by like that even even if people would want to separate because of one thing it's an undeniable fact and so like because of that we will always have a community of supporters and peers around us who don't see us as that different you know what i mean or even different at all yeah, and we and then and that just keeps going, right? It's like even you mentioned the comedians, like they opened certain doors that made us be more like made it more accepted for us, both in our community and out of our community, to be accepted oh, absolutely. who we are. And you know, we, yeah, we, yeah, and we just kind so of much. keep doing uh, that. Yeah, so much, and we just kind of keep doing that ourselves, right? And like the more that we can do yeah, that, the more that the next generation. The thing can. is, the thing is, people in that role within the community like people like artists like the kaminas people like doing things that aren't stereotypical muslim desi things and like just doing them well or just committing to them whether it's well or not the the fact is that lets people who don't know about muslims see us it gives us more visibility but it also shows young people within our community that it's okay not to fall into those buckets you know what I mean? Like in, in the footage we lost, we talked about like some of the archetypes of Desi people, like studious ones, uh, you know, fuckboy culture club ones, like frat boy business people, you know what it is, whatever it is. Like it gives people the opportunity to see themselves as creators or influencers or, you know, or just it gives, you know, some people are just born with that element. And for the longest time when I was growing up, I thought that those avenues were closed to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I loved music, but I 
never even when I was applying to colleges, even before that, I never could have visualized myself as being someone who could do that. I just thought it wasn't okay, you know? So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. And it's just like yeah. the more that even like the people who fall into those stereo, more stereotypical groups, it's like, like I still respect them and love them for who they are, mm. but it's also like, they course, need to, you know, yeah, like they need to, we just need to be free to be whoever you are. And if like, and like, even amongst yeah. those groups, it's like some of those people are acting in the ways that they do because it's like certain part they fit certain parts of that identity, but other parts they wear because it's like, you need to wear this identity as a whole, right? Like they fall into the stereotype. Yeah. It's easy to fall into a stereotype. I mean, and, and plus, and plus, you know, obviously this is obvious to us, but to people who aren't familiar with like the Pakistani communities, like we aren't immune to like being really like pretentious or judgy within ourselves you know what i mean or 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 enforcing bad habits ourselves you know what i mean even even people like in our generation or the generation or like our older brothers and sisters even then we have people who are like petty for the same reasons you know what i mean or pretentious for the same reasons and so like so it's I don't know it's it's important it's important and it's exciting that you know we're we're growing I'm I'm really excited to see what's gonna go down with uh kids you know what I mean also like bleep her name but yeah. but like <laughs> but like that's that's like my nieces you yeah. know what I mean right, their right, generation right. it's yeah, it's sure. exciting because like not only have they been grown up completely emerged in Western culture they're also coming from parents who grew up in that same scenario so it's so like all that friction that we feel with our parents over everything because we have two cultural identities like they will be dealing with someone who's had to deal with that their whole life you know what i mean like the those kids will have parents who have dealt with the same thing yeah even though it's obviously not exactly the same it's way more similar than growing up somewhere else 